Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Tan and welcome to Providence Money Wisdom, an original podcast inspired by my book Money Wisdom, Simple Truths for Financial Wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing simple financial truths to guide you in navigating through the minefields of misinformation and false promises in order to achieve financial security and peace of mind. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Wisdom Podcast. Just would like to take this opportunity to wish all our Hindu friends a happy Deepavali. And to the rest of us, enjoy the long weekend. An advisory service or a sales business. When the much hype about Financial Advisors Act became operational in October 2002, Media outlets all around Singapore reported that a new breed of financial advisors had been born. It gave much hope to Singapore's financial planning industry that was then dominated by insurance advisors and the banks. The advantages were clear. Independence, not being tied to any particular product provider, having a great variety of product choices, and the ability to distribute collective investment schemes like unit trust. These were amongst some of the advantages claimed by the would-be financial advisors. What followed was a great exodus of insurance advisors to these newly licensed financial advisory companies. Did it then change the Singaporeans' impression on who financial advisors were? I remember, amidst the flurry of change, an acquaintance who did not know my profession innocently commented. To be a good financial planner, he said, you must be good at giving a sales talk. Though I was upset with his comments, I knew that he was not the only one that thought this way. The only thing that did really change for many financial advisors then was, we are now called financial advisors overnight and there are more products in our stable. But what had not changed was the view of the public and clients about the way that we conduct our business as that of a sales business. Is this justified? Let's consider some of our practices today. Well, firstly, let's talk about compensation. The prevalent model of commission-based compensation in the industry is the main reason why financial advisors are viewed as salespersons, because only salespersons make an income via commission. Most financial advisors in Singapore are currently compensated by some form of commission for distributing insurance, unit trusts, and other products. This is no different from the old regime. But what is wrong with commissions? Nothing if you are an insurance agent, a property agent, or maybe a bank relationship manager selling unit trusts. Because if you are a salesperson, you are expected to earn a commission. But when we say that we are giving professional financial advice, this is where the problem arises. Firstly, if our source of income is from product sales, the question that naturally arises is whether our focus is on selling products and whether we would otherwise spend tens of hours meticulously preparing advice for clients if this is needed. Secondly, there will always be a potential conflict of interest. Lawyers and accountants do not earn a commission 
but take a fee for their work. They need to stay free from conflict of interest so as to act solely and objectively for their clients. Over the years, as I moved from a commission-based advisor to a fee-based and finally today, a fee-only advisor, I've come to realize that the only way to fully manage the conflict of interest issue is to stay free from commission. Many have argued that ultimately, it is the integrity of the advisor that is of utmost importance. I agree. But advisor's integrity is a given. If there is no integrity, you should not even be in this profession. Let's take our government as an example. If a minister or a member of parliament has a character defect, he will not even be in government. Besides, there is an expectation that any conflict of interest in the system will be removed or mitigated. Commission is that conflict of interest in the financial advisory profession and in our industry. Commissions can be very lucrative, as can be expected in a sales business. Clients know it, and many financial advisors acknowledge that too. And of course, when I say commissions, I do not just mean advisors taking commissions. As long as a financial advisory firm collects commissions, even if the advisor is on salary or based on salary, the compensation is based on salary, there is still that potential conflict of interest because you never know what the firm may influence their team of salary-based advisors to do. Well, the next thing that we want to talk about in our practice would be the way we prospect for business. One day, as I was sipping my coffee at Raffles Place Square, trying to take a break from work, a stranger approached me and asked me whether he could speak to me. When I obliged, he introduced himself as a financial planner from one of the biggest financial advisory companies in Singapore. After turning him down politely, indicating that I am in the same profession, I noticed that he went about the same way around the entire Raffles Place, talking to strangers that walked past him. What struck me most was that he wasn't carrying anything at all and was just doing his walkabout as if asking for directions. Now, please let me state that there is nothing wrong in walking along the streets canvassing for business. It is just that for most people, including our prospective clients and clients, it is difficult to imagine a professional going on the street to ask for business in this way. This may be another reason why financial advisors are viewed as salespeople. The nature and field of activities conducted by financial advisory companies are another factor. Gone are the days whereby only consumer products are sold at booths or stands at shopping malls and supermarkets. Nowadays, you find insurance agents, banks selling credit cards and financial advisors selling financial products via roadshows. A common refrain is, buy this product to get high returns and depending on the amount you invest, you get different types of gifts. There are compelling reasons why members of the public may find this disturbing. 
if a financial advisor were regarded as a professional, a tiered system of free gifts should not be front and centre in his first interaction with clients. Rather, clients would expect a professional advisor to commence a thorough fact-finding before any financial strategies or products are recommended, and rightly so. Some have protested that the purpose of roadshows is to get potential clients to meet up on a separate occasion for a thorough fact-find. However, going by what many of my clients have said, as well as by mystery shopping exercises conducted by some bodies, it is often product sales, period. If so, then we are telling the public through the roadshows that we are not professionals, but salespeople. The third practice will be in the area of recruitment. Recruitment has been a key strategy for many financial advisory companies to grow. But as one observes the way that recruitment is being done by some of the financial advisory companies, one can't help but think whether the industry is trying to attract salespeople or professionals. When one hears about organizations having an intention to grow by 100 advisors in a year, it is difficult to countenance how a professional firm can recruit 100 well-trained and experienced financial planning professionals so quickly in a year. Only a sales organization would be able to recruit at this pace. Sales organizations typically hire a mess. And if you do not meet the target, you go. Our prospective clients do take note that they do differentiate between a professional firm and a sales-oriented one. As long as we continue to recruit this way, we will continue to be seen as salespersons and not professionals. And as long as we recruit in this manner, the industry will probably also never have well-qualified advisors that our clients deserve. But please don't get me wrong, I'm not against salespeople. Let me say that again. I am not against salespeople. Neither am I against the taking of commissions when a sales is made. I can also accommodate street canvassing of business, roadshows, and mass recruitment to grow companies. But these methods and activities, well, in my opinion, do not fit well with financial advisory as a professional practice. They do not see how their advisors can be objective when they are salespeople compensated mainly by selling financial products. I respect those insurance agents who stayed on with the insurance companies post-financial advisors act. Why do I say that? Because they recognize that they are better off selling insurance to their clients who accept the fact that they are insurance agents and should therefore be paid commission for a sale made. They are fully aware and their clients are also aware of who they are. For Singapore's financial planning industry to move from infancy to maturity and for clients to benefit from and appreciate objective advice, incumbent financial advisory companies must be prepared to change the way that we conduct our business. But whether incumbents are willing and able, 
depends respectively on whether they can give up lucrative commissions and if existing advisors can move out from the old ways of conducting business. Financial advisors are fiduciaries. We are or rather have a sacred responsibility. The word fiduciary is a strong word. It means a person who is entrusted with the obligation to manage assets for the best interest of the beneficiaries. If we understand that we have that obligation, we will do whatever it takes to remove obstacles that may cause our clients to stumble. When clients entrust us with planning their financial life, we have to realize that it is not just how much we can make from the clients. The compensation we get from them may only last us for a while. But if we do not do a good job, we destroy their dreams for their children and their family. I remember sometime in 2003 when my then five-year-old son was warded to Karangkabau Children's Hospital for an operation. I witnessed teamwork and professionalism at work. The holding area before entering the operating theater was a playroom. There, a doctor played with my son for a while before bringing him into the theater. Nurses and doctors were checking the equipment. The surgeon briefed me again about the procedures and nurses distracted my son with cartoon stickers while the anesthetist did his work. Within minutes, my son was ready to be operated on. There was no fussing from him. The nurses and doctors made me feel safe leaving my son in their hands. I had no doubt that they were competent and would do the best job for my son. This episode motivates me to do the same for my practice. We are all financial doctors in a sense to our clients. For them to feel safe leaving their assets into our hands, we must do everything possible to transform financial advice from a sale business or from a sales business to an advisory service. In conclusion, as I reflect on my first observation of the problem of advice as sales business in 2004, well, almost 16, 17 years later, the practices described above continue in the financial advisory industry. It is really no wonder, no wonder that clients continue to see financial advisors as salespeople rather than advisors. Urgently, as an industry, we must have the courage to change because our clients deserve it. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence services, kindly visit Provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, 
particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.